But first, Chicago had 178 murders during the first four months of the year. It's now up to about 184. That's slightly fewer than last year, but CPD is talking about some shifts as we head into the summer when violence tends to surge. Here's Police Superintendent David Brown explaining. The community safety team was very purposeful, grown to deal with large-scale civil unrest, large-scale looting, large-scale criminality, most of 2020 and into 2021. So we're unwinding that model and pivoting into beat policing. With us now with more information is WBEZ criminal justice reporter Chip Mitchell. Welcome back, Chip. Good afternoon, Sasha. Give us an update, Chip. What do Chicago's murder numbers look like right now? Well, right now we're at about 184 murders on the year. Um, that year-to-day total through Monday, it was down 9% from last year. And there's been an even bigger drop in shooting victimization, Sasha. They're down more than 17% on the year. Okay. Now, there's, of course, a big caveat. We're, we're comparing this year, 2022, to 2021, mm-hmm. uh, which ended up with around 800 murders, and that's the most in a quarter century. Um, so it would be a big mistake to say that a shooting surge that started two years ago, you know, with the pandemic yeah. and the civil unrest after George Floyd's murder by Minneapolis police, that that shooting surge is over with. But it's possible that we are now starting the downside of that surge. Well, I, I did hear you say things are trending downward. So should we be optimistic for the summer? Yeah, they're just starting to maybe trend downward. Um, the last big shooting surge in Chicago, it was just a couple of years earlier. It seemed linked to the uh, outrage over the video of the police shooting of Laquan McDonald. Um, that shooting surge lasted more than a year and a half, and it took another year or two until 2019 before the city was back down to around 500 murders a year, you know, back down to the intensity of killing that we've had for the previous 15 years, a, a, a horrific level. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, at that level, you know, when it was, you know, 450, 480, 500 levels, we had, you know, we had politicians and police superintendents patting themselves on the back and they got away with it because the violence, um, unlike now, the violence wasn't spilling as much into wealthier areas like downtown, River North, the Gold Coast. So the people who live in those areas or who just went there to work or shop, they had an easier time ignoring the violence, Sasha, and things really festered in the, the poorest neighborhoods. Um, you know, housing segregation, extreme poverty, police violence. And, um, you know, we, we've had now uh, four of the last six years with really elevated violence. And, you know, I, I, I think um, it would be a reasonable conclusion that uh, the, uh, you know, chickens are coming home to roost right now. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about victims, Chip. Who in Chicago is most vulnerable to these violent crimes? Well, the the victims and presumably the perpetrators are overwhelmingly young men in their 20s. About three quarters of them are black and most of the rest of them, Sasha, are Latino. And where are we seeing the highest rates of, of this violent crime? Yeah, over over the years, um, it's really concentrated the, the gun violence into just a few parts of the city, especially it's really the poorest neighborhoods of the south and west sides. Are we seeing other crimes rise right now, Chip? Yeah, um, and this is something a little different. Um, uh, city data show that carjackings so far this year are up about 5% um, from last year, and that was a really bad year last year. 
The police have blamed young people seeking joy joy rides for that increase. Um, but our colleague Patrick Smith, uh, my colleague on the criminal justice desk here yeah. at WBZ, he reported last week about some University of Chicago research showing that most of these carjacked vehicles are never found. So it could be that the surge um, might actually not be joyriding, but it, it might be that might be that most of these cars are getting sold on the black market. So that it would be more of an economic crime, Sasha. Um, another crime that's up this year, and it would fit that economic motive. That crime is robberies. They're up more than eighteen percent from last year, Sasha. Wow, um, crime on the CTA—that's also been a concern lately, Chip. Uh, the city's added security to some stations. But I'm looking at these headlines every day as, you know, I've got a daughter that takes it every day to get to school Mm -hmm. and and back home. It's still scary, right? So what is the police department doing or what are they saying they're doing? Yeah, there's, uh, you know, speaking of economic crimes, there's been a a rash of robberies um, this year on the CTA, some involving stabbings um, just overnight. Talking just a few hours ago, there was a robbery at Knife Point at a red line station downtown. And there have even been some shootings at CTA stations this year. CTA employees, Sasha, and their unions, they've been expressing frustration about their safety at work for years. It's not just in recent months. Um, A couple months ago, city and police officials unveiled a plan to beef up security on the CTA using uh, both police officers and unarmed private security guards. But Mayor Lightfoot, she's running for re-election next year. She's under pressure to do more. This week, Sasha, she acknowledged that more resources need to be committed to the CTA for security, but it remains to be seen what uh, this means. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with WBEZ criminal justice reporter Chip Mitchell about the murder rate in Chicago and what the city's police department is doing to address homicides and violent crime. Sticking with Superintendent David Brown here, Chip, uh, he's been saying that CPD is going to be abandoning what he calls a a crisis model. What's he talking about? Well, he's talking about how the city managed the civil unrest in 2020 that we mentioned and the the gun violence surge that started that year that we're still, you know, we're still dealing with. Um, That's mainly meant pulling officers from local districts to staff citywide units. Um, They sent in cops to hotspots for protests and gun violence, and that was the main uh, response to this gun violence surge. But in recent months, uh, Brown has thinned out the ranks of those citywide units, and now he's talking about putting more police resources into 55 beats that have accounted for half the city's violence in re- in recent years. So it's it's back to it's back to a neighborhood focus, Sasha. Yeah. Well, CPD then is going to be shifting resources to beat patrols in, in the yeah. neighborhoods that are most vulnerable. Yeah. And so what do you so what do you theory, think that's going to look like, Chip? Cuz you you've well, been covering this for a while. Yeah, theoretically it means that people in these neighborhoods will have better odds of actually knowing the cops that they see in the streets that, and they might be on patrol there. They might, they might see them often. Um, it'll mean that those officers have stronger ties to the community and more knowledge of, of where they're working and that they might be more effective. And it, it, it could be things like they could actually observe crimes. It could be that they actually um, develop contacts and relationships that make it easier for detectives to solve the crimes. So yeah, it could, it could make a difference. Yeah, I'm, I I wonder about that, though, because I, I know that 
relations, you know, police community relations in the, some of those neighborhoods uh, is is really tough, right? It's, it's it's been strained over over a number of years, and sometimes just the sight of the the patrol car is, is a deterrent for folks. So I mean, it would be nice for for them to uh, for this recognition to to really help and, and trend things in the right direction. But I'm 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 not so sure. Well, yeah, um, for a long time, you know, decades, um, folks who live in some of these same neighborhoods that we're talking about, um, uh, a lot of folks see the police as an occupying force. Um, the police department is still about half white, and um, the residents of these neighborhoods uh, that are dealing with gun violence are overwhelmingly African-American and Latino. So, yeah, the, the, the relations are strained. Actually, right now, I'm looking at new research about 160 uh, uh, potential criminal crews that have operated in the police department over the last 50 years. Um, you'll be hearing more about that on the radio and, and uh, online at WBZ.org. So, yeah, there are deep problems with community relations oh, between yeah. communities and the police. Yeah, I knew it was more than just a hunch, Chip. Uh, well, before I let you go, tell us what else you're going to be paying attention to as as seasons change. I, I, I think they're changing. It's Still freezing outside. Yeah, we'll see if it ever warms up. Um, you, you know, murder and shootings—they typically rise. They, you know, all, all, um, always they rise in the summer months. Um, um, will will that compared to last summer though? Will will these murder and shooting numbers stay down? You know, will will, will they continue to decline? I'll be watching that. Um, and if so, you know, will will this sh- shooting surge continue to wind down? Will we go back to the the regular horrific levels? You know, less than 500 murders a year horrific as they may be, it would be an improvement. Um, and then, of course, you know, w- uh, there'll be a lot of uh, research and a lot of people look, including me and you know, researchers at uh, uh, the University of Chicago, Northwestern University, UIC, with the big mm-hmm. criminology departments, looking at what accounted for uh, bringing those, uh, the, those violence numbers down. How much of it has to do with police strategies? How much of it has to do with the tens of millions of dollars that the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois have put into street outreach, you know, sending out guys who have been in, in prison, who used to be in gangs, sending them out to uh, resolve conflicts and to uh, and recriminate, you know, head off recriminations and, and try to put a damper on the gun violence, Sasha. That's Chip Mitchell, uh, WBEZ criminal justice reporter. Thank you for talking with us, Chip. My pleasure, Sasha. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.